Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. Hello, I'm Michael Barr, and welcome to the Bloomberg Business of Sports podcast, where we explore some of the big money issues in the world of sports. Hi, everyone. I'm Mike Lynch. And we've got a lot of topics to talk about. Uh, we got to start with the Joker, Novak Djokovic. He is cleared to defend his French Open title, according to tournament organizers. In case uh, you haven't been following, there's been a lot of coronavirus-related restrictions since the pandemic began two years ago, Lynchy. Yeah, Djokovic, of course, was deported from the Australian Open in January, but France has lifted all requirements for vaccinations except for hospitals, nursing homes, and public transportation. So that means that Roland Garros Stadium is going to be at full capacity for the French Open, which begins May 22nd. Now, the tournament organizer did throw one little uh, but in there, like should a new variant come and things change, they have the right to change their mind. But as of now, uh, Djokovic is able to play in a Grand Slam. Now we should add that the tournament is May 22nd, and like you said, there's that asterisk because a lot can happen in two months with this COVID variant, and uh, it, it's scary because already uh, parts of China, uh, 50 million people, they're in lockdown because of this variant, and let's hope that it does not spread to other countries like France. And as of now, Djokovic still cannot enter the United States to play because they, we have a vaccination requirement. So he did not play at Indian Wells. He won't be able to play at Miami. And we'll see what happens when the uh, U.S. Open comes along uh, the week before uh, Labor Day weekend. Since we are the business of sports, what does it mean for the business of tennis now that the Joker is going to be in the French Open? It's going to be huge. There's going to be a lot of eyeballs uh, on the television watching him. Uh, of course, we're all dead with these Grand Slams. It's, this, it's a three-horse race going right now. Who's going to wind up with the most Grand Slams in, the, in their career? Roland Garros Stadium is going to be full capacity. That's great news for all the merchants surrounding Roland Garros Stadium, all the people with souvenirs, etc. It's, 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 it's sort of back to normal after two years. So it's a huge uh, financial infusion for, for the city of Paris and surrounding areas. Another story, Ken Griffin, that Chicago-based billionaire, Steaming with the Ricketts family in a bid for the Chelsea Football Club. We all know the story about this, uh, especially now that Roman Abramovich uh, has the sell to clubs. It's, there are a lot of players in this. There are. Uh, the Ricketts family owns the Chicago Cubs. They're all in. They made a public statement. Uh, they're going to make their bid official on this Friday coming up. Um, there's also the Saudi Media Group is one of the many suitors for the Chelsea Club right now. And they want this thing done quickly. Uh, the sanctions have really uh, handcuffed this this club. Uh, they have a mega store where they sell all their souvenirs. That is not allowed to be open. Uh, tickets to future matches cannot be uh, it cannot be sold. So they're putting the little bit of a chokehold on the Chelsea Football Club right now, and they're going to expedite this sale. The the value of the club, uh, one thing. I mean, it, it, this is. It, this, I guess the best way I can describe this is, okay, I get it. I get, you know, why the the team is being seized, if you want to call it that or whatever. Uh, and I know some people think, well, is that really fair? Should it be? Uh, 
Uh, but let me put it this way, Abramovich would make some money out of this because he only bought the club for pennies compared to what it's worth today. Yeah, and originally he was uh, in some sort of humanitarian gesture was going to send the proceeds to the all the victims in Ukraine, and the United Kingdom said, we'll have none of that. Uh, you will mm-hmm. do what we tell you to do, and we're going to slap these sanctions on you, and you sell the club, and this will not be happening. Are you happy if uh, the Cubs get into <laughs> into <laughs> soccer? Well, we've seen the Red Sox into soccer with yeah. uh, with with their club over in Europe. Uh, we've seen uh, the the Glazer family owns uh, Manchester United. Tom Brady went to one of their matches over the weekend. So it's all in. It's global now. It's not just one league and one sport. Since we're talking about baseball, let's talk about uh, a judge ruling Major League yeah. Baseball violated wage law for minor leaguers. What happened here, Lindsay? Well, the, the suit was brought up uh, years, years ago by uh, a minor league baseball player in, in California. And so the judge ruled that the, the Major League Baseball violated laws in Arizona, California, and Florida. Under the current system, minor league baseball players are not part of the Major League Baseball Players Association. So for single A, it's 500 a week, double A, it's 600 a week, and for triple A, it was 700 a week in the minor leagues. Even though these guys come down and train in January and February and sometimes go to uh, train in November and December, they're not paid for any of those months. They're only paid once their schedule starts, which is not only until April, and it winds up at the end of September or early October if your team is likely to make the playoffs. So for all those times that they're there working out, they're not paid at all. So uh, right now that this, they're, they're, they're going to award triple damages. The thing mm. is going to go to trial, I believe, on June 1. Well, this was – now, granted, it, the the minor leaguers, they're not union members. So under the uh, recent uh, agreement, uh, it, it wasn't necessarily involved. You you could still go to a minor league baseball game if they didn't settle with MLB. But I really thought that at least the, the MLBers would help take care of the minor leaguers during this settlement. Yeah, that did not happen, and, and that disappointed me. Uh, all they were concerned about was the rookie year, the minimum wage, and they got that up to 700000 this year. There's no consideration being given to these guys that basically have to work other jobs, have to t- sometimes have to sell their car. Um, some teams are starting to help out a little bit now in providing housing, like the Houston Astros provide housing for their minor league players. But many of those these kids are just going for 500 600 bucks a week, and they're just getting by. But they're not getting paid. Like, for instance, right now in all the spring training camps, the major leaguers are down there, and on those fields that you need binoculars to see way, way, way far away from the training complex, the minor leaguers have been there for a month or so. They're not getting paid until their games start. Let's mm. yeah, see. I, I... You got to take care of the minor leaguers. That was the one thing that I was sticking up about that particular work stoppage. Uh, at least take care of the minor leaguers, and yep. apparently that didn't happen. Before we move on, I got to bring this up because it, I, I, I got to be in my bonnet about this. <laughs> the settlement that they had in Major League Baseball, including that and cl- including stories that we heard up from a year ago that – in an extra inning baseball game, which is now nine innings, you know, no more seven innings and all that. Nine innings was supposed to be they were getting rid of the man starting on second base rule. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, all right, Ed, thank you. 
And now all of a sudden it's like, well, wait now, we're not too sure we want to get rid of it. So I got a saying that we have back in Detroit. How are you going to play me? It's like, you know, just get rid of the it, – it's not I'm, – yes, I'm a purist, sorry, uh, and, and a lot of people are on, on the side where I am. Get rid of the rule. I, I know people want to keep it because, you know, well, it'll help with time. But, Lynchy, come on. <laughs> this is awful. This is like starting the, the, the top of the 10th inning with the leadoff batter hitting a double. Yeah. Now, now that, that really – that if you're, you know, the, the team that – it was playing in the field, and the guy leads off with a double on second base and nobody out. That's a little bit disheartening. I said, okay, right now we don't have any force play. Um, one single wins the game. One error could win the game. It's ridiculous. You know, things should not be, be given. Things should be earned. Uh, thank you. Thank you. I knew that's why I wanted to send you a coffee cake because we agree on this. Man. Send two. Okay, I'll send, I'll send two to you, man. Uh, oh, my goodness, Baker Mayfield. He is uh, posting a message thanking Cleveland fans on the same day the Browns brass met with Deshaun Watson. And it sounds like Baker's out of uh, the dog pound, and it looks like Deshaun Watson might be in. Yeah, he's already written his goodbye uh, on social media to all the people of Cleveland. It's quite lengthy, and it's, it's, it's a little bit gripping. I mean, he feels an attachment there. We all know Baker Mayfield so well through these progressive commercials at yeah. home with Baker Mayfield. They're really clever, and they're good, and you feel like you know the guy, and you want to root for him. But, you know, he's a guy that he had a bad injury to his non-throwing shoulder last year, which really affected him. He finished 27th out of the 32 starting quarterbacks. Um, maybe it's time. Maybe a, a, a new destination might help him a little bit, but it looks like uh, the Browns are all in on trying to convince Deshaun Watson to waive his no-trade clause and be traded to Cleveland, which would open up the door for Baker Mayfield to go someplace like perhaps Carolina, uh, perhaps um, Atlanta, uh, or even the Saints who are are, Mm. uh, in in pursuit of uh, Deshaun Watson as well. He wrote uh, on his uh, message board on Instagram and Twitter accounts, with many uncertainties, here is where my head and heart is, and he's talking about Uh, the folks in Cleveland, so keep your eye on that. This is the Bloomberg Business of Sports Podcast. I'm Michael Barr, along with Mike Lynch. Hey, Scarlett Foo, you know the scar. She'll be back for our weekend edition of Business of Sports, and you can catch us here every Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday exploring the world of money and sports. Find me on Twitter at Dick Barr Sports. And I'm Mike Lynch. You can follow me at LynchyWCBB. You are listening to Bloomberg Business of Sports on Bloomberg Radio around the world. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code Radio20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.